Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. We're in for a treat today because we have got John. John is one of the co-founders of Zon Guru, a popular tool in the Amazon space. John, welcome to the show today. What's up, Ben? Good to see you, man. Uh, yeah, we've seen your stuff and, and uh, good to follow along. Thanks, man. Yeah, excited to have you on and talk about uh, keyword strategy and excited to hear about the uh, one of the strategies that you've been using successfully in recent times. Uh, Zonguru is a tool that is becoming increasingly popular, very analytical, lots going on inside the tool. So excited to hear more about that as well. For anybody that doesn't know about you or the tool, your journey, could you give us a little bit of a background about, you know, who you are, your entrance into e-commerce, how that whole story played out? Yeah, man, I just wanted to talk about the uh, London weather for a second because uh, we're going through the heat wave right now. But no, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit more about uh, about us and our journey. Uh, you can hear by the accent, I'm, I'm clearly not from Los Angeles, but that's where I live. I've been here since 2006, originally from uh, South Africa. Uh, a lot of a lot of your UK friends will, will know us as well. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the typical journey, I, I, I was... You know, back in the days, I was in uh, well, I was in South Africa uh, as an ad exec and at an ad agency, and then I actually moved to London in two thousand, early two thousands, uh, and lived in London, and worked for an, an agency there for a while, which was which is awesome, and through some big like underground parties when I was uh, back in the day there, when uh, you know early two thousands, great time, great time, time to live, uh, and, uh, and then I eventually ended up leaving there. Uh, moved to LA in 2006 with with an advertising agency. Um, again, pretty blue chip clients, Burger King, you know, Gillette, some some of the bigger ones. Um, but I always had this entrepreneurial, uh, what I what I call entrepreneurial FOMO, right? Which is like yeah. I always wanted to have my own business uh, and give give that a shot. But uh, you know, when you're in these like kind of you know very kind of high flying jobs, it's quite difficult to start your own thing or, or make the leap, right? And so. Um, it took me a while, uh, pretty frustrated uh, that it didn't happen earlier at the time, but I eventually ran into Amazon in 2014, I think it was at one of these conferences, it was in Vegas, um, and the penny dropped for me. I was like, you know, this is perfect. I can do this as a side gig. Uh, I can explore my kind of creative uh, outlet, um, uh, you know, the, the business side of it and, and just see, see what happens. And, and did that, launched a successful brand, um, you know, did well and I think within about a year I could actually exit uh, my, my advertising gig. Uh, I launched three or four different products um, and yeah, it was in a, a place where I could leave. So I, I left with a, with a smile, uh, this was this was 2016-ish. Uh, and then, um, you know, through the work I'd been doing in the advertising agency, it, it, we, had, we had actually got involved in software development. So I'd kind of cut my teeth on that side in terms of managing kind of large scale teams to help enterprise businesses with, with software developments. And, um, you know, at the time, this was like Unicorn Smasher and like some of these old school tools, which at the point, you know, it was just data for the sake of data. And, and I was like, from a business sense, this doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like there's, there's a saying in advertising, it's it's garbage in, garbage out, guy go, right? If you get garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. So my idea there was like, hey, how can we, we truly create a, a tool suite for private label Amazon sellers, very relevant for what they're doing, cut out all the, all the noise, the shiny objects, focus on what matters. And then more importantly, visualize that data in a way that answers the right questions. So that was kind of our start uh, in 2016. Now we have 17 tools. We're connected in four of the main marketplaces, North America, Europe, India, and Australia, are the, are the four at the moment. Um, and 
yeah, we, we've kind of evolved. We, we, we VC backed, uh, we were bootstrapped until last year, but we, we took on some VC funding because it's a pretty competitive space that we're in. Yeah. Um, and we've actually developed, in, in addition to our, our seller suite, uh, we have an enterprise uh, suite for, for aggregators, specialist agencies, larger brands um, that need our kind of tools at an operational level, but they also need, um, you know, additional enterprise um, data reporting, um, kind of very um, specific types of enterprise questions that need to be answered with data. And so uh, we're having a lot of success there. Um, and what's cool at the end of the day is that, you know, if you're solving at the enterprise level, it trickles down to the seller level anyway. So it's a really good kind of trickle trickle effect for us and, and, um, and uh, is helping us, uh, you know, kind of bring a lot more value to, to yeah. the, uh, the marketplace. So that's us in a, in a, in, in a nutshell. Um, yeah, you know, we, we do have uh, a bunch of different tools, but I would say, you know, from research to, to you know, review management, you know, profitabilities, business metrics, et cetera. But I think the flagship tools are our keyword research and listing optimization tools and, and the alert management around this. So re really like storefront optimization and management is really our flagship set. Um, and it comes back to this idea of how we get at the data and, and how, we, how we visualize it and, and, and we call it contextual SEO. So I think that's, that's part of it, what we're gonna get into today. And I'll explain that a little bit yeah. more in, in, a, in a second. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's more important than ever. Hey, uh, the the listing optimization because as competition is higher, there is more, um, you know, understanding the level of knowledge and application of sellers on Amazon. Whilst it's still not, you know, completely evolved, and you still see some, you know, crazy stuff out there, it is a lot more mature and sophisticated than even two, three, four years ago. So, you know, being the best in the game at the listing optimization, keyword research, uh, contextual SEO, as you call it. I love that phrase. I've not heard that before, but that's great. Um, you know, I think that's, that's more important than ever. Hey? Absolutely. You know, we, we coined that, that phrase about two and a half years ago when we were developing our keyword tools. And it was exactly that. Cause like, you know, from a seller at myself, you know, and, and, and by the way, we have a whole bunch of sellers on our team. I incentivize our team to launch their own Amazon businesses. We, we kind of pay for their, their, um, their first, uh, uh, stock uh, that they're going to launch so if they're interested in launching we really help them get there and that's just evolved into you know we have a bunch of sellers that truly understand um, you know being an Amazon seller and what moves the needle but mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know from a business perspective we were like okay you know what's what's S what's SEO okay it's keywords what's the best keywords but at the end of the day it's not necessarily just like what's the best keywords but you have to contextualize that around like what's the best for the algorithm what's the best for, for customers because what are they actually truly typing into Amazon and then what's, you know, what's, how do competitors rate on that, right? And understanding what are they focused on, where are the opportunities around that, that was a crucial piece for us and so we launched the tool that was the first kind of big differentiator around us which is like, it's not only what's best for your listing based on what other competitors are doing but where are, are the gaps, how do you own that? Um, and, and that's kind of evolved into this idea of, of, of what we call the halo effect method which is yeah. this idea of of in a comp especially in competitive spaces, but being able to one obviously have you know a good listing with with your most relevant high volume keywords, but um, in addition to that, understanding um, where are the opportunistic keywords um, and where your competitors aren't strong but do have decent search volume are relevant for your brand. How can you own those? Have a good quality score between your listing and obviously PPC, and run PPC against that to to get the algorithm to see that you're getting great conversion, and you get this halo effect for your shorter tail 
um, you know, keywords and your organic growth, uh, you know, kind of bounces back. So yeah. um, that's something that we've developed and, and tested a lot of and, and have a lot of success with as well. Yeah, and that's something that I'd love us to dig into because, again, that uh, halo effect, the, the the name of this strategy, you know, I haven't seen too much of it, so it'd be great to hear more about it for me just personally. But where I'm imagining it, it kind of goes is where, um, you know, success on Amazon is key. It is obviously keyword coverage. It's about getting those sales that does push you out more organically. But but how are you, I mean, if it's a different strategy, you know, let me know. But, um, you know, how, how are you actually making that happen, that halo effect pushing um, you know organic reach out can you walk us through that because you guys are in the data you're seeing this day in day out so you're seeing stuff that you know us as the average uh, Amazon seller doesn't necessarily see what are you seeing what are you using this strategy for how does it actually work yeah sure um, there's, a, there's a few pieces to that but I think at the end of the day you know you, you kind of nailed it like in theory what what SEO um, optimization is for your for your for your listing is is maximizing your reach mm. number one right so get in front of as many customers as you can what are they searching for how do you get in front of them but in addition to that it's about maximizing your conversion rate because if you can get you know better conversion rate and that and that goes into obviously not just keywords but but your listing but if you can get that conversion rate up especially around certain terms um, the algorithm is going to favor you right so um, you know that that's kind of the, the high level concept concept of, of SEO maximizing that reach and and you know understanding your conversion rates um, it gets you, you, it gets a little bit more sophisticated when you start looking at like what are my best best keywords from a from a um, a uh, uh, what's what's the word a research perspective versus an actual conversion rate you know how do they assign value to those um, and it can get sophisticated but that's that's the basis of, of what we're trying to do from a, a listing perspective um, you know at a high level Again, you, you know this as much as I know. You've got to have a great product. You've got to have a great listing. You've got to have great visuals. And more importantly, now than ever, you've got to have a great launch strategy, right? And that's not just going to be SEO. You've got to have SEO, but you've got to, you've got to be possibly driving outside traffic. I would recommend that. It's not hard. If you, can, if you can create a product and create something on Amazon, you can damn well you know, handle it an outside traffic strategy. So you yeah. can figure that out. Um, you can use Amazon Posts. You can use every single you know, program that Amazon has to help support you on a brand. Because if you don't use it, you're stupid, you know, because it's guaranteed the algorithm is going to give you, um, you know, juice if you use all of their programs, right? Because yeah. they, they're trying to get that exposure for brands. Um, and at the end of the day, Amazon's going to give you a shot because if they don't give you a shot, they are missing out on potentially getting the best, latest, greatest, most amazing product in front of their customers. Mm -hmm. And that's the core thing of what they're trying to do. If they don't, some other competitors are going to beat them at it, right? So they've got to make sure they get the best products in front of customers. So anything that launches, the algorithm is going to give it a chance. You've just got to do the best with it once that happens. And so this is one of the methods that, that helps in, in that way, which which at, at a high level, especially when you're in competitive strategy, uh, competitive niches. But, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of keywords that, that the algorithm favors from your competitors, high volume, you know, um, listings that have been around for, for a long time, they're super seasoned, um, the algorithm loves them, they're just trying to make money, right? They're just like, this guy converts, we're gonna give him all this, all this. But there's a certain amount of keywords that your customers might not have found yet um, because they're using other tools, just, uh, not, you know, they're not using Zonguru, but they might not have found, uh, you know, a bunch of keywords that actually do have good search volume. 
colloquial local words um, that they just haven't been able to find or, or index on um, that actually have search volume and, and your competitors don't rank for. And you can actually own those, put PPC against that and start to get a higher conversion rate. And as soon as you start to get high conversion rates, the algorithm will recognize you and say, hey, this is a great listing. It's converting. You know, they're getting the sales on this, this listing. Um, and, and let's give them more, more traffic. So you, you get more organic and that can really filter up into some of those more competitive shorter tail keywords and you can get better ranking on your organic uh, listings and, and, and kind of grow it like that. So that's why it's called the halo effect method because that ripple that you create around those opportunistic keywords can ripple through into, into some of those more competitive terms that you're really, really trying to get more traffic from, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. You talked about including keywords, um, you know, how to write the listing. How should sellers be writing their listing in 2022? Is it writing for the algorithm or is it writing for customers? Which should they be aiming for? I think, uh, number one, you need, to, you need to make sure you have the most relevant keyword list, not only from like what your competitors index for, but what are actual customers typing into Amazon. So, especially when you get into some of these more um, local markets, you know, that, that are doing well, especially in Europe, right? Like Germany, you know, um, obviously the UK, you know, uh, if you sell across Europe, there's there's a lot of, even Canada, there's specific terms that, that are different to the, the US terms, right? And if you could find what those are, um, you know, you have an opportunity to own those over your customers. So it's starting with the list of, of keywords, um, but then in terms of writing your listing, um, you know, the overall theory around how you write the listing hasn't changed, right? Which is like, find your most relevant terms, you know, start from the top down, title, bullets, description, back in, back in keywords, you know, and work your way down. You can have, you can have overlap. You, you don't have to dedupe everything. Um, you know, this idea of stuffing your title is kind of, we've moved away from that. There are some theories that maybe you should stuff the title first for your launch and then, and then pare it down. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, if you've got the best keywords and you've written your, your listing from a localized perspective, right? How you write your listing in Germany is going to be way different to how you would write it from a tone perspective in the US. I can guarantee you if you go into Germany and be flashy in sales and try to be cool, they'll just shoot you down and not buy it just because you've, you've written your copy wrong, right? So um, you have to write it from a localized perspective. Um, and, then, and then, you know, that's all you really need to do. The rest you know, is going to come from the strategy you do with PPC, your images, um, you know, the, the obviously your EBC content, your outside traffic. And as long as you've got a great product and you do those things in an effective manner over that launch period or, or when you're reinvigorating your listing, you're going to get the sales. It's going to come, um, you know, that, that idea of like, hey, should I stuff my listing or not? Like that's the kind of like the 80-20 like shiny object thing where you don't have to worry about that because if you have to overstuff your listing because you think that's going to drive your sales up, you probably got a shit product, excuse the yeah. French, but you probably do, right? You, you're just trying to like, you're trying to like shine the coin when, when, when you really have got it wrong from the start, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, a conversation, uh, a strategy that probably does, has, um, you know, really echoed on from 2016, 2017, when the game was just throw a product up, you know, slap a label on from Alibaba. Uh, it doesn't matter about product quality because there's so much volume. Whereas in 2022, you, you're right, you have to have a good product, you know, the, and, and you probably see the, the data, you definitely see so much data that, that shows that, that it's the, it's the best products that, that will win. And um, there's still plenty of opportunity in the Amazon space if you do that bit right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's data to find the right products, right? We, we just did a whole exercise around, you know, the toy category in the US and like, 
you know, there's huge opportunity in such a competitive niche that, that you can own. Um, you know, what I would say the evolution is, is, is like it used to be, you know, let, let's just kind of throw this idea of like just slapping a, a brand on a, on a product because that didn't even work necessarily back in before 2016, right? Mm. But, you know, if you've got a great product and you're launching it on Amazon, it used to be, hey, you have to get a great product, make sure your images and everything is good and have like a, have like a good, you know, an optimized strategy when you launch, you know, and, and have your stock and, and kind of go through it. You could go out of stock a couple of times, you know, you'd bounce back, you'd be okay. I think where it's evolved to now is like you, you truly have to have a, a, a year view of your business, right? Which is like not only like how to launch it, but what I need to do every single month for that first 12 months to stay in favor with the algorithm. And that includes, you know, management of stock, you know, not going out of stock um, and everything that we have to kind of, you know, using all the programs outside traffic, but like just just keeping that algorithm in favor with your brand. Because if you lose, um, you know, your, your favor with the algorithm, it's really hard to get back. And so, um, you know, you used to have a, a lot of gimmies, but but especially on .com now, it's much, you know, have that view of like beyond launch, right? Don't just get launched, you know, go beyond that. And, and how do you scale that and get the flywheel going? Um, that you need to do on Amazon.com. There's other other markets like Amazon Australia, which is, you know, it's much smaller, much more open. And if you can get a pro- product on there and you, you'll have a, maybe you'll run on stock a few times, but if you just keep going with that, that, that business is going to 30X in three years because they just, they're going to get that hockey stick growth because they're so new in that area, right? So um, you can also uh, yeah. select your markets. But um, yeah, I think that's it. And, and you know, I, I'm a big f- fan of like, Amazon posts, anything that, that they're launching around brands, um, you know, using all of the PPC because they make money out of that, you know, so you've got to effectively use everything there that they have for you. Um, and, uh, and you know, um, that'll help you as you launch your brand. Yeah, no, that's great. You, you talked about that first sort of 12 months, uh, you know, getting the right keywords in, having the right stock in. Is there anything else you think new sellers should be looking out for over that 12 month period? Um, to make sure that they do succeed over that 12 months? Like I say, obviously basics, keywords, good launch, good stock. What else should they be keeping an eye out for? Um, yeah, I, th- I think obviously using all, all of the new programs that come out on Amazon, um, making sure, you know, this, is, this, is, this has been around for a while, but making sure you do have your Shopify sites, you do have strategies to get traffic there. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, Amazon is probably still, it depends obviously on the product, but it's still the best place to start. But certainly it shouldn't be the channel that you rely on uh, overall as you grow your business. So that iteration of like, you know, hey, I'm getting onto Amazon, I'm growing it, but what else am I doing on a constant basis to kind of move the needle across other channels, etc. You'll be blown away by how much of a difference that makes if you, if you do that over a year. Um, to your business, you know, from simple things like obviously, you know, an email list or whatever that is, right? Yeah. So, or, or just Amazon posts and just collecting all of the, you know, all the people that like your page. I mean, that as a as a, a second launch of a product, you have a launch strategy right there just because you, you kind of took advantage of what they have. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think those are important. I think um, making sure you have, you have strategies uh, around, um, you know, ensuring that you get, you don't, you don't get, 
what's what's the, the saying uh you know you, you can't see the forest from the trees yeah, you know yeah. you're so close to your business that you that you don't necessarily understand like having some strategies in place to 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 get feedback on your product on your listing on on how it sits mm -hmm. with competitors um you know simple loom videos of getting people to kind of go through the buying process mm -hmm. you'll be amazed at the kind of things that that you can uncover that can move the needle um you know for for your um for your business and then and then outside of that i would say you know ensuring you build sops over time you know standard yeah. operating procedures because you, you meet so many sellers these days that that have a seven to eight figure business and they hate it because all they're doing is putting out fires you know they're just yeah. like every day i'm out of stock i'm getting this problem my manufacturer blah 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 and it's because they haven't understood how to truly scale a business right and so yeah. you're learning outside of just e-commerce and amazon but the true business practices to grow this into a, a brand right and and the and the practices around that those are things that you you shouldn't fall short on and you should spend the time once you've launched to really start to learn and understand how to grow a business in scale because that's going to make the, the biggest difference for you uh whether you exit uh, or, or continue that that's going to make a big difference um and obviously you know manufacturers and everything else that goes into it so um, plenty to work on um, but you know anybody who launches an amazon business or product has the tenacity to learn all that stuff so just don't stop you know definitely definitely yeah yeah i particularly love what you said about getting someone to do a like a loom video of them going through the process i think um i did an episode recently with someone and they said um that it's you can't read the label from inside the jar you know when you're inside your own business it's very hard to see and have an objective view on on stuff and so i think that just reinforces that for our listeners that yeah you got to get people looking at stuff assessing it and giving their opinion from the outside because you can be biased about your own stuff so easily yeah know? we did we did one with a with a with a pull-up bar on you know a wall-mounted pull-up bar and and you know we basically got the target audience to say we didn't tell them the product but we said hey search for for this product on amazon and walk through your buying decision process pick whichever one you want and go through it and actually buy it and, and tell us the questions you're asking and and what what everyone was missing was specific dimensions between the screw holes right so they gave like certain dimensions but the actual gap you know because here you might be drilling it through a wall into you know a piece of wood on the back or whatever whatever that is and you had to understand where those beams were and the gaps and so um you know, just by putting that into your images with dimensions down to the detail, the conversion rate just mm -hmm. shot through the roof because no one else was doing that. So, you know, simple things like all of the kind of measurements in an image, third or fourth in your in your listing is going to, you know, if that just gives you 2% in your conversion rate, just think about what that does to your business. It's huge, yeah, yeah. you know. So there's big wins you can get there by just getting some feedback on, on your business outside of you. Yeah, that's awesome. Great thoughts. Yeah. Um, Zonguru then, like it'd be great to get some thoughts from you on uh, what are the, the, you know, the great features that make it so powerful. Um, but before we do to sort of jump into that side of it, you mentioned about taking on uh, VC funding. Uh, and I think a lot of our Amazon sellers, a lot of our e-commerce brand owner listeners either have done or would like to at some stage take on funding. So just from a pure, uh, you know, business building interested perspective, How's that process been? Taking on funding has it been stressful, enjoyable? <laughs> it's it's definitely an emotional roller coaster, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you you're you're an owner of a business that you have control over, um, and you're you're essentially you know looking for investments and and bringing in new partners that you know have a seat on your board um, to help you directionally with the company, right? And and 
and you know you're bringing on you're extending your team you're losing a little bit of control obviously share and and you're obviously taking on the money to go to the next level so in theory that sounds good but you hear horror stories out there all the time you know where it's like hey they see what you've got great yeah we're throwing some cash at you um you know but you've got to hit these numbers and you know it's all about hitting the numbers and if you don't hit the numbers you know you're in trouble and and you know we'll take over the business or whatever and, and you can lose control so there's horror stories out there but i think um you know if, you, if you've shown mvp and you've grown it to a certain level and you you have a pretty solid business with a solid team and you you're not rushing to get that 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 um capital um you're in a pretty strong position to kind of negotiate who who you want to bring on right and i think you know for me it was yeah I, I knew the funding was there you'd get it from whoever you know you wanted necessarily you know in, in the space but it was really about how you could pick the right team um to to kind of bring not only the cash but the operation on the strategic expertise to your business and and all around just be generally good dudes who, who kind of align with your values right it's like how we hire people in our business the same way we should pick a vc right um, if you're just picking it for the cash, you're going to make a mistake. And that's obviously a reflection on, on your values at the time, right? So you, you, you've got to pick right. And I'm, I'm obviously, you know, super um, grateful about who we've brought on and, and what I've learned from that process. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think we should probably have brought it on earlier, at, you know, then, then kind of fought the good fight on our own uh, just because of what's happening in our space with you know the bigger competitors at the end of the day you need the marketing money and you need the the team size to um, get the awareness of, of some of our competitors so you know we have the the tech stack and we have the the product that is best in class <clears throat> but there's competitors that are obviously way bigger right and so um you know we, we have a pathway and and uh, you know i think it's been a great step for us and, and certainly a big learning for me, which is kind of an evolution of being a, a SaaS owner um, and, and being able to say, hey, I understand VCs, I understand what what moves the needle there, how you need to track that um, and, and what's important there. So it is a good evolution just in my career as, as, a, as, a, as a co-founder of a business yeah. as well. Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned about uh, you know competition and, and rising above that and the, the, the benefits of Zonguru. Uh, what are, would you say like the standout things about Zonguru that our users, our listeners, sorry, are going to, are going to love when they check out Zonguru? Yeah, I think it's going back to that original point I mentioned at the beginning, which is, you know, everything that we do, uh, within our tool suite is, is, you know, it's, it's vetted by sellers because we have them on our team. Um, and it's vetted through the filter of like, Hey, is this, is this the right quality in terms of data? Is it, is it accurate? Is it timely? So do you get it at the right time? Um, but more importantly, um, you know, is it is it relevant in terms of the business questions that it needs to answer, and is it really if, impactful in terms of what it's doing, right? And so we vet everything through that. And so where you've ended up at with the tool is is we have certain data views, certain certain unique ways of, of presenting data that that um, answer good business questions, like contextual SEO being the first in that space. Um, but then also in terms of how you actually do the do the work. Um, it's, it's much more efficient than a lot of tools and you end up with a result that's, that, that answers your business need, right? So that, that's kind of like, it's kind of like we, 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 we like to say the 80-20 rule. Like what's the, let's focus on the 80% of, of um, the data and the visualization that's going to have the most impact on your business. And let's not necessarily be distracted by the shiny objects of like, hey, you know, like this is one little keyword view that we need to have on here. And you're like, great, that's interesting, but is it really going to move the needle, right? So, so that's, that's kind of what you get from, from our team. Um, 
and also um, you get a support team that is, that is just so passionate about the space. I think we have the, the highest customer rating in the space. Um, and they truly care about um, helping you with, with your business. So, um, you know, that, that at a high level is, is some of the things that, that uh, make us stand out. Um, you know, when you use our niche finder tools, you're going to find more relevant, you know, private label product ideas than you will with any other tool. When you use our keyword tools, you're going to find keywords that you won't find in other tools, which give you an advantage that have search volume. Uh, and you're going to be able to understand how that contextually looks against competitors. Um, you know, when you're, when you're using our, our business dashboard, we'll give you specific views on that that are uh, important to, to your, your business, which is like things like, hey, I'm not just focusing on the best performing variations, but what are my actual worst? Because if I can improve the, the, the ROI or the ROAS or the conversion rate on my, on my worst performers, I can move my whole business, right? So we kind of think about it a little bit differently because we are sellers and we, we kind of understand how to move the needle. But you, you get all of those tool sets. Um, obviously, we have enterprise um, and, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of us. Yeah. Enterprise, you mentioned aggregators. How's that been? What's the, A, how's that journey been so far? And B, also, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you see for the space. It seems to have cooled down a bit. Um, what was the next couple of years looking like? Yeah, I think, um, it definitely has cooled down. I mean, you know, over, over globally, I think everything's uh, cooled down. Right. But mm. It's, it's the same thing, right? Which is, um, it's kind of like what, what you know, when, when Helium 10 was bought, right? They, they, the, the guys who came in with that, um, you know, they, they came with a, a business model and said e-commerce is going to blow up. Look at these numbers. And obviously VC and, and private equity just were like, holy shit, this is amazing. He has all the money. Go make this happen, right? Yeah. And, you know, to their credit, the Helium 10 dudes who took it on, you know, they did the right things and, and they, they truly blew that business up massively, right? And, and they did a lot of things right and, and they've, they've, they've kind of become the number one in the space by a long shot and a massive success story. But, but the same things, uh, you know, the, that same concept of, of, of aggregators around buying brands was presented, right? Here's a business case. Um, hey, he has all these small mom and pop SMB businesses that just don't have you know, any of the, of the kind of SOPs and the structure to truly scale this from seven figures to, to, to eight to nine to 10 figures. Um, we'll come in with our operational expertise. We'll buy some of these, you know, at a decent thing and we can three, four, five, six X these. And they look at that on paper and they're like, this is insane. Look at the TAM on this. Look at the size of the market. We'll just crush it. Yeah. He has, he has a billion dollars. He has $2 billion, right? Go and buy as many as you can. Um, so the theory was there, but obviously like anything, it's the execution, right? And, and it's, and it's the reality of like, you know, do they really know how to scale a business? It's the same question you have of like, when I'm launching a product on Amazon, do I really know how to create a brand with all the structure around it to truly grow something that is not going to give me headaches in a couple of months time, just because I grew too fast, I had too much money and I didn't know what to do, right? And so, you know, that's going to be a normal um, kind of settling of, of that aggregated industry is like some of them are going to succeed, some of them won't. And the ones that truly understand their audience, uh, the industry, and have good business practices are going to win, right? And, and they're going to they're going to build it out, and it goes, you know. And sometimes having that much money, you grow too fast, and you, and you don't get things right. So you've got to you've got to be very specific in how you do that. And some of them are doing a great job, and they will, and the others are going to are going to disappear, right? Um, and uh, you know, it, it's a good it's a good it's a good place to be. I think it's good for all of us, um, you know. And and uh, certainly as as sellers, there's still opportunity, um, you know, no matter what 
you know, aggregators going to what brands, there's still a huge opportunity around that. So yeah. it's not changing anything for us. It's just maybe a little bit more difficult to find them, but, but if you've got the data, you'll, you'll get there. And yeah. it's, it's definitely making us as a whole group, um, much more experts. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what kind of data we look at, how do we do that? Um, and, and what's important, uh, has changed completely from now to a year or two ago. So yeah, I mean, it's good to work with, Aggregators, you know, agencies, specialist agencies are, are another one that we work a lot with. Um, it's it's nice to be able to have conversations at that level um, and with big brands. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, there, there's you know there's an evolution that's happening there, and I think I think it's you know you're getting away from just that kind of startup agency that again just like you know has one account and is like doing a bunch of research and has no SOPs and they have like you know, VAs around the world and they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to apply what they did from a, an Amazon store to, to an agency, you know, that works for a while, but you know, they need a season and they have to understand how to scale. Do they have software that's scalable, that's going to give them efficiency so that their team, when they hit 50 brands, is not like just doing a whole bunch of admin and a thousand Google sheets to try and get at some data that doesn't really matter. Um, and they leave because they, you know, you know, their week of 40 hours or 50 hours, you know, 35 of them are spent admin, you know, going and scraping data off of Amazon or whatever, you know, so like they've got to evolve, right? And so that's where we're winning um, is, is kind of the, the scalability of how you can use on Guru. So it's, it's helping agencies evolve beyond like just a scrappy start that they had and, and get more better processes in place. Yeah. 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 You mentioned um, competition and sort of last thing I'd love to sort of chat to you about a bit is the idea of how you approach that because I think obviously uh, competition you're in a crazily competitive space mm. and so you guys are doing an unbelievable job like fighting in that and, and gaining the customer base you have is a you know incredible job um, but you know a, a lot of people that would be listening would be Amazon sellers that have big competitors in their space what's your mentality going in to to be able to compete in that space um, because obviously for us as users it's great because there's competition which means everyone's striving to create the great product the best product and and for the end user competition is a great thing but for the the sellers for the vendors you know for you as a software vendor um yeah what's your mentality going into a, a fiercely competitive space and what would be on the back of that your advice to someone that does want to go into you mentioned toys earlier a really competitive space like that you know what are the, some of the carryovers for an amazon seller to go into a competitive space with yeah i mean at the end of the day there's the shiny object right it's like the lotto ticket it's like hey you know look at the sales here oh my god they're doing a million dollars a month you know we we have a view on on our chrome extension which, which, will, which will specifically give you the, the, the capital investment outlay that you need to put into to, to ensure that you can get to page one, right? And so, um, you know, you need to sell this many units, this many a day, here's your cogs, do you have the strategies in place to drive that many, that, that kind of traffic, and more importantly, that kind of capital, because, you know, gone are the days of just like, hey, I'm gonna order 500 units and I'll get through that in a week, and when I run out of stock, I'll buy some more, I'll just test it, right? Mm-hmm. I, you can do that and sometimes you're going to get away with that but at the end of the day like you know the the, the industry has got competitive enough it's seasoned enough that if you're going to go into something you need to go balls to the wall and just and just do it um, and you have all the data now to be confident that you're going to that you're going into the right niche right so um, you know depending on what, what I would recommend and, and obviously it depends on, on where you are on your Amazon journey but um, there are so many opportunities out there on .com 
and globally, right? That that um, that uh, that you could pick that would give you a, a niche, a niche within a niche, you know, a super yeah. specific niche that you can do better. You can come up with an awesome product. You can come up with a product that you love rather than just you th one that you think can make money because there's so many opportunities. And you can do all things to have this really cool business that you're proud of. Um, and then you can, um, you know, you can scale scale that after you, your first couple of launches. So, um, you know, if you are looking at more competitive categories, look globally because I think, you you know, you can get into some of the bigger categories on some of the, the new marketplaces like .com, oh, sorry, uh, Australia, um, you know, UAE, those kind of markets. Um, and I think the advice I'll give you, no matter what, what one you get into, pick a product where a manufacturer can create your next iteration of that brand, right? Typical example is furniture, right? Uh, I'm not saying that's the best one to launch on Amazon. It's got its own problems, but you know, when you when you when if you're launching a a, a designer light uh, or a designer coat hanger, a coat rack, right? You're picking in a manufacturer who's a furniture manufacturer who has a brand line of 30 other products, right? And so. Um, you know, your, your success of an Amazon business is not going to be your first product. It's going to be your fifth to your sixth yeah. to your seventh product you launch. Yeah. And if you have the, one of the hardest things is finding a good manufacturer, having that relationship and then building with them to get your best costs, you know, to have that long-term relationship. And if you can pick someone that you get in with that you can launch a second, third and fourth product, obviously you're going to get better and better costs, better relationships, scale a few of those. Yeah, you can find other manufacturers after that. But you know, that's the thing that really gets you going on that flywheel is like, I've launched my, launched my first product, how do I get my second? I've got the manufacturer, I've got a catalog, let me go with, go with the rest. So, um, you know, no matter what category you're going to, if, if you're deciding between one, two or three products, three different avenues, you pick the one where you can use the same manufacturer and just go for that. Yeah, that's great advice. Really good, very helpful. Thank you. Um, finishing up then, what is, uh, what's next for Zonguri? What's, uh, what's exciting coming up down the line? Uh, I think uh, an evolution of our of our um, our flagship tools keywords keywords on fire uh, listing optimizer uh, keyword spotlights um, kind of our uh, keyword tracking one we, we have a, a pretty big evolution coming out on on those um, you know again we did the contextual stuff two years ago um, and we're kind of coming up with a whole bunch of, of new ways of, of doing that so um, yeah that's that's a big one in the roadmap um, we have a lot of reporting uh, that, that is that is um, kind of business intelligence reporting at the enterprise level that we're 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 rolling out and, and continuing to build on, which which is which is really good. Um, yeah, a few other things in, in 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 the pipeline, which which are great, but really, you know, um, our goal is to to deliver at the enterprise level where we're winning for sure because we have experts that sit down with us for an hour and they go, "Wow, this is the best tool set that we've got." Um, that's out there that can help us with our business, but we're getting that constant feedback from them. So we're getting the most high level um, feedback at the expert level, and we're using that in our product, uh, you know, roadmap to trickle down to every single product. Because at the end of the day, if you're using an enterprise or if you an SMB, you, you're essentially using the same tools. So um, we've got a very strong um, roadmap ahead of us, and, and bringing the latest, greatest to to everyone here, which is great. That sounds awesome. That sounds very, very cool. 
Uh, listen, John, I feel like we're literally just scratching the surface here and we could uh, I could ask you questions all day, but uh, I know you're busy trying to run a company and uh, especially now you've got VC backing, you go, you got to uh, you got to pump out those goals. So um, I will uh, I'll let you get back to it. But we are offering everyone a uh, free listing report. You guys have kindly offered that to our listeners. And uh, so we will leave the link for that below. Do you want to say anything on that at all? Yeah, um, you know, we we, we actually have um, kind of a, a, a managed services team that we help our enterprise clients. It's kind of overflow for a lot of their listing optimization work. And basically, it's a team that, you know, uses our tools to 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 get the best out of your listing. And and uh, essentially, if you fill that out, you're getting a, a, an actual physical person taking that ASIN and running it through our tools and then sending a report back to you and showing you how you can improve it. And I think... At the end of the day, what our listing tool does, um, it basically adds the most relevant keywords and then rates your listing versus the top eight competitors um, and tells you, hey, you know, your top eight competitors are in the top 1% of all listings around this keyword. Um, your listing is in the top 20%. Here's the keywords you need to add to your listing to be, you know, better than better than the best listing there. So, um, you know, you can, you can kind of like literally see, hey, if I add these keywords, I'll be the best listing on page one. Um, and it's just a good exercise to go through. So um, we don't offer it out to to too many partners just because you know it's it's a physical cost in the back end. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you guys uh, jump in and sign up, you'll get that access. Um, you can send off one ace, and we'll do that work for you. And then you can you can kind of use that to to do the rest of yours. Um, because we see that you know all the time, right? Is is everyone's focused on the shiny object of like driving PPC or um, outside traffic? And when you when you look at it, you like number one, you've got work to do in your product because it needs to be better. Uh, but number two, the heartbeat of your business, your listing, has some work that needs to be done. And if you can't get those two right, you're building off a shaky platform. So make sure that you absolutely have the best platform uh, in place and architecture around your listing. So this will answer that for you. Um, and, uh, and and you get you get a free one. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that's super generous of you. We, uh, we really appreciate that. So anybody listening on the podcast, it'll be in the show notes on YouTube. It'll be in the description, the link to go grab that. Thanks so much, John, for coming on, taking the time out, sharing your thoughts with everyone. Um, is there anywhere that people can sort of follow your journey? Uh, Zonguru website, where's the best place to follow the journey? Yeah, Zonguru.com, you know, you can check out our blog. We have a whole bunch of content. The guys are, are super on it there, um, you know, in terms of the latest, greatest strategies. Newsletter is amazing. Um, you know, we have an awesome open rate and an engaged audience, so we have good quality content there. Uh, and our Instagram channel, uh, you should check out. Actually, I, and I hope you come on it as well, but we have a, a Rate Your Hack series, which um, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is uh, yeah, it's kind of like a two-minute reel um, where we, we interview specialists in in our field and we you know they they give their their best white label um or white hat um you know hack uh in terms of helping the business so um there's a whole bunch on there uh, and a little bit of fun that we just have on on our instagram channel so if you're looking for some fun in your in the middle of your listing optimization check out our instagram channel it's it's worth it worth a look that's awesome we'll leave all the links to that below thanks john for coming on really appreciate it thank you awesome guys thanks for joining us on this episode today if you have liked it don't forget to like subscribe leave a review all that good stuff and we'll see you in the next episode real soon